Hello. Am I on? I'm on. Oh, man. Oh, you're good, bro. Uh, I love you guys so much, but thank you. Thank you. I'll be honest. I wish I was not here right now. I wish I was in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have had the, I lived the most stressed week last, this past week, and, uh, and I, <laughs> today, feel absolutely no pressure at all. <laughs> so I feel like I went from, like, just so stressed to, like, so drunk. <laughs> and, uh, I realize, as Christians, our greatest responsibility is to live in response to Him. And uh, the only way to live a truly successful life is to live in response to Him. And uh, you look at somebody like Heidi Baker, who's started thousands of... um, of uh, churches and you think how does this lady do it and then you look at her life and when she comes to preach she's just on the floor like (laughs) just on the floor just totally wrecked by Jesus and I'll just be honest recently it's been like for me it's been like oh my goodness oh what am I supposed to do Jesus when I'm leading, you know, leading kids in their lives are completely wrecks and their parents are drug addicts and they're discovering about Jesus and they're figuring out if they're what gender they are and and they don't know their identity and you feel this weight of responsibility and you feel this weight of like, what the heck do I do? (laughs) And, And what I realize is the only way to live this Christian life is in response to Him. And I love how you guys just led that worship set, but it's like, just I don't even know what you're saying. But but, I realized, like, Jayla was driving up here, and she was like, she was just getting really touched by Jesus, and she's like, I realize I... I shouldn't be closing my eyes while I'm driving. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. <laughs> but honestly, I, I'm realizing that living re- the responsible Christian life is actually living under the influence. <laughs> it's, it's driving while you're drunk. <laughs> and when I'm talking about drunk, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about being filled and intoxicated with the Holy Spirit, not drunk with wine. You're welcome. (laughs) But it's crazy because I feel like my week went from living so like I don't I was I felt just like a madman this week. And and I just I prayed last night and and, and Jayla and I spent some time together and and I just just discussed what what I was feeling. and, And I was like, I just gave it to God. And I feel like like, honestly, I, I don't feel like I should be preaching right now. And some of you guys are like, you're right. You don't even make sense right now. But, 
But the only way to live responsible Christian life is to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The only way when he calls you to more, it looks he's calling you to more of his face. (laughs) And I've been preaching recently about dying, how we need to die, and how life is on the other side of death, and that we're supposed to die to ourselves and be resurrected with Christ. And I realized that actually, because I've been wanting to die to several things in my life, I've seen selfishness pop up in my life, and I'm like, man, I want to die to that thing. And what I realize is, if we're not if we're not living in response to the death of Christ, it says that his love is better than life. And that's why we give our whole life, right? But if we don't see the fullness of his love and we're just trying to die, then we're actually living in religion. Because our life is meant to live in a response to him and therefore dying looks like us realizing that he has actually already given us everything. And if we don't see the fullness of Him giving us everything and we're just trying to die, then guess what? We're doing religion because we're trying to, we're trying to live a life in response to something that we haven't fully seen. And so I want to read Revelations 4. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Ha ha. Jesus. Revelations 4. So, we'll start in verse 1. Then suddenly, this is John, okay? So just a little bit of context. John was a disciple of Jesus, yeah? He saw him on the earth, and uh, he hung out with him. So he knew Jesus pretty well. All of a sudden, John is taken up to heaven, And John sees Jesus and falls like a dead man before him. (laughs) So all of a sudden, John had a good picture of who Jesus was, yeah? Then he gets taken to heaven, he's like, who is this man? (laughs) And John is so overwhelmed by who Jesus is that actually, Jesus has to strengthen John just so that he can have this encounter with with him. (laughs) Because it was so overbearing, okay? So here John is, and this is what John sees. And it says, Then suddenly, after I wrote down this message, I saw a heavenly portal open before me, and the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning broke the silence and said, Ascend into the realm. I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. Instantly I was taken into the spirit realm, and behold, I saw a heavenly throne set in a place Someone seated upon it. His appearance was sparkling like crystal and glowing like a carnelian gemstone. Surrounding the throne was a circle of green light like an emerald rainbow. Encircling the great throne were 24 thrones with elders in glistening white garments seated upon them, each wearing a golden crown of victory. And pulsing from the throne were blinding flashes of lightning crashes of thunder and voices and burning before the throne are seven blazing torches which represent the seven spirits of God and in front of the throne there was pavement like a crystal sea of glass around the throne and on each side stood four living creatures full of eyes 
in front and behind. The first living creature resembled a lion, the second an ox, third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of the four living creatures had six wings full of eyes all around under their wings. They worshipped without ceasing day and night, singing, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty that was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor, thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne and they worshipped the one who lives forever and ever and they surrendered their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things, and by your plan they were created and exist. Amen. Amen. <laughs> How many of you guys see that picture? Yeah. So... Let me tell you, if you were to see that picture right now, none of us would be on the seat or I would not be standing. <laughs> so we hear the message, yeah? But we don't fully see the message. Because if we were to fully see thunders and lightning and rainbows and emeralds, we would all be on the ground and we would be out. <laughs> so <clears throat> my, my point is this, is that is that we hear the message and it's powerful and it touches us but there's another degree that he actually wants to touch us because just like John he saw Jesus but when he saw Jesus in that way he was like a dead man and we we've heard the gospel we've seen the gospel but there's difference between knowing something and have a revelation of it, right? Because a revelation is something that touches your whole entire being. And, and what I want to say is that this word is actually in John, it's actually a person. And so this person that we discover, when we discover the person within the word, we have transformation and we, we have revelation. And so this, what we know, will actually become transformation and revelation to us when it's a person. And John, in John, 1 John, he talks about Jesus and when he saw Jesus and it's like, this person was the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, 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 they go on and describe the gospel. Actually, if you can turn to 1 John 3. First John 3, it talks about... Hmm, it talks about this word and it talks about what the disciples experience as far as we call the gospel. And it says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it does not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him, because we will see Him just as He is. 
actually didn't mean to read that one, but that one is part of what I wanted to share. <laughs> I actually wanted to read 1 John 1, but that all ties together. So 1 John 1, I actually, <laughs> I was supposed to, you know, preach, and usually I come up with notes and a message and everything, and I had no note. I have no notes and no <laughs> true message, but a couple verses. <laughs> But honestly, when I woke up this morning, I felt zero responsibility, <laughs> which felt amazing because the whole week I felt like, like I shared before, I felt, <laughs> you can ask my wife, so stressed, so overwhelmed, so taxed, so a million, million things running through my mind and and just working all hours of the day, and, and I, just, I just felt, once I, f- once I shifted my mindset in my heart, I just felt zero responsibility. I felt no pressure, and I just felt God's grace. I just want to say, like, <laughs> I was like, God, I, <laughs> I don't feel like coming up and hearing a message, or any, I don't feel like giving a message. I just feel like being in my bedroom, just spending time with you on the floor, and I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to stand up and even share anything with you guys. And, and <clears throat> I feel like that's where God wants me. <laughs> and I feel honestly that's where God wants us. You know, it's not, I just want to tell you, it's not the message that you know. Like, like sometimes we're hungry to hear something. And we're so hungry to know something new. But let me tell you, if it's not, if there's no grace on the message, there's actually no transformation. Like, I could, like, (laughs) do you guys understand that when Jonah went to a city, he shared a sentence and the whole city was transformed? (laughs) We don't need another message. You don't need to know, we don't need to know anymore. We need revelation and we need grace to touch our heart to empower us what we already know. And actually, the, the Bible talks about that we're stewards of His grace. And what His grace is, is, His grace is the empowerment to do what we already know. And sometimes we think we need to know more, and that's where the transformation will happen. But I honestly believe we actually need His grace. Because if His grace is on a word, it can transform a whole city. <laughs> And what I've been realizing is like, I, I want to give up. I want to give up the responsibility of, of having to feel pressure to do more. And I want to have greater responsibility to live, live in response to his face. Because I could preach right now and I feel like I have been preaching about Hey guys, we all need to we all need to just fall on the ground and worship Jesus and give him our whole lives and we need to die, yeah? And I could preach that till we're blue in the face. I could preach Revelations 4 and how all the elders cast their crowns before him and how we need to give everything to Jesus and that would be a great message, yeah? But if you got to realize the the reason they live that way is because they lived in response to what they saw. So my point is, I can preach the fruit that we need to have in our lives, but (laughs) the fruit is simply a response to Him. 
Because I guarantee you those elders were not counting their crowns, how many jewels were on them and the cost that it was costing them to throw them before Jesus. <laughs> I, would, I would actually like to say that they, they didn't even know what they were throwing. They're like, what do I have to give you, Jesus? <laughs> they lived in response to his face. And I believe that's the only way that we're supposed to live as Christians is in response to his face. Look at, look at Mary uh, Magdalene. She had the bottle of perfume. Okay, Mary Magdalene was the only one who saw the beauty of Jesus in that room that day. You want to know how I know? Because she was lavish upon Jesus. She was anointing him. I mean, like she was just throwing it all at his feet. And even the disciples did not get and they did not see what she was doing. You want to know how I know? Because they were over there in the corner calculating how much it was that she was wasting on his feet. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, that's six ounces, six times nine. That's like nine. That's like, that's, that's a year's wage worth work. That, That could have been given all to the poor. What is she doing? I would like to say when you're truly living in response to his face, you don't actually know what you're throwing at his feet. You just know you're giving everything. And I, I, I will be honest, I feel like recently I've been like, all right, I need to die to myself. And I've been focusing so much on dying and dying, but really dying is a response to seeing his face. Because John 1, or John John, 1 John 3 talks about when we see him, we will be like him. So what it is, is, is transformation comes. This is what I'm getting at. Transformation comes when we see his face. Transformation comes when this word becomes flesh in our life and we realize it's a person. Because if this thing does not have a face in your life, then it's not actually transforming you. Because because the Pharisees, they knew the Scripture, yeah? But when the very Scripture walked before them, they didn't know Him, yeah? And what I'm saying is we can know a lot. But if that knowing is not knowing a person and is not a revelation of His face then we won't fully get what Jesus wants us to get. Am I making sense? <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really don't want to preach to us. I really want to just have, for us to have an encounter. Because uh, I just, I feel, I feel Jesus... Um, I really feel him inviting us in to see him in a new way. That what we know, we would actually begin to see. Because in 1 John, it talks about one. It says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you, 
so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus, so that these things we write so that our joy may, uh, may be made complete. So what they're saying is, hey, this word that we're writing, and in other versions it says we've touched it, we've tasted it, we've seen it, and it's been made manifest to us, and therefore we proclaim what we have actually, the substance that we have actually tasted of, we proclaim to you, so that you may have fellowship with that same substance. What I'm saying is that this substance has to become real and has to become a person to us. Because the only way to fully die is to fully see his face. When Moses was given the greatest invitation ever, God, I want to see your face. <laughs> you see, Moses, Moses didn't have what we had. Yeah? Moses didn't have the indwelling of the Spirit that we have, meaning he was flesh of flesh, but now we are. We're a holy temple, right? And so Moses was asked to see, G, to God, see God's face, and God's like, I can't show you that because, you know, you'll simply die. It's just, there's no way for your earthly temple to see me because in as soon as you see me you'll be dead and so what happens God lets him see his glory pass before him yeah and so Jesus has actually made a way for himself to live inside of you and I love what I just heard the other day you know and we talked about this, how they carried the, um, the Ark of the Covenant, this box that carried God, which is crazy. And we talked about they put it on an ox and on a cart, right? The first time when they were going to bring it into Israel, and they brought it on a cart, but all of a sudden the cart toppled, and Uzzah tried to save the cart, and Uzzah dies, yeah? And, and what David discovered was actually we cannot carry in the presence in by something that's man-made, yeah? And so what he did was he commissioned the Levites, the worshipers, to carry in the presence of God. And so they carry in the presence of God, and that marked the most significant moment in Israel's history of the presence of God being the center and the focal point of life as they know it, yeah? And so I talked about how, how that same presence that's, that dwelt in that box now lives inside of us. And that's actually been God's desire all along. Because He wanted us to carry His presence because, guess what? We're the only substance that God's made, yeah? He wanted, He didn't want it in a man-made substance, in a box all along, he wanted in what he made, which was us. He wanted us to carry his presence. And so now we're carriers of his presence, and we have to realize the, the beauty of us carrying God's presence <laughs> and the great price that Jesus paid to get 
Him inside of us. Do you realize that, that <laughs> how thorough the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus was for you to carry His presence inside of you without exploding? <laughs> Do you understand that even if they were to be found somewhat unclean within His holies of holies, the priests would die. And do you realize that you can carry His presence all day, every day? What that points to is the fact that Jesus has made you clean. How do I know He's made you clean? Because you carry His presence. And with that, you have to realize that you have to have confidence in, the, in His work that He did on the cross to make you a dwelling place of His Spirit. It's so significant that you can carry His presence. You realize that all of Israel's success when David was king was because of one thing. They made the presence the center of focal point of the whole economy and everything that they did. And do you realize that same presence that brought such prosperity to the whole city lives inside of you? And that He has done such a thorough work to make you clean that you can carry His presence and not disintegrate before Him. And so what does this mean? It means that he has built and designed you in such a way that you can actually have the experience that John had in Revelations where you can stand before him and see a, a rainbow and emerald colors and living creatures with eyes all on the back of their wings and all over them and you can see the face of Jesus and he can strengthen you in that place. What I'm talking about is our responsibility to live before his face. Like what I'm talking about right now <laughs> is that Jesus, so often we live in response to the world around us. We live in response to, oh my gosh, the, the, what are we supposed to do because there's so much brokenness out there. There's so much brokenness in here. Well, how are we supposed to handle all of this stuff? How are we supposed to live life when we have people who are dying all around us, when we have people who are addicted to drugs or on heroin, who are absolutely a wreck inside? How do we live in response to that and not be completely overwhelmed by the need that's all around us? How does Heidi Baker, who has to feed thousands and thousands and thousands of kids without any bread. <laughs> let, let, let me put you in that position right now. Alright, I want you to pretend you have thousands of kids you have to feed and you have one loaf of bread. And they're all dependent upon you. How do you live with that pressure? Could you imagine? If they don't have bread, think about it. They're going to die the next day. How do you feel? What I'm trying to say is you're not supposed to live with that pressure. What I'm trying to say is you're supposed to live. You're supposed to live like, oh my God, Jesus. 
I don't know how I can handle any more of your face right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to disintegrate in the floor right now. Like, I, I honestly believe, I feel like there's a transition that we have to transition into. Because we live with such an intense pressure of the world around us. And I believe that Jesus is calling us to, to heavenly places. Where all of a sudden, we it says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. What does that mean? It means like what John prayed, God, I feel like a dead man right now, yet you're calling me up here. <laughs> you're calling me further in. What I'm saying is the, the apostles <laughs> were being stoned to death <laughs> and they would be resurrected and they would go preach the same message. What I'm saying, <laughs> am I making sense at all? <laughs> Getting a little warm. Ha ba ba she be 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 she. Ha. What I'm saying is I'm giving up my ministry. I don't know about you guys. I I lived a such a stressful past couple of weeks, and I feel Jesus saying, "Ha ha, get on the floor." <laughs> This is the responsibility I want you to have. I want you to feel so overwhelmed by me, you don't know how you're going to get up and stand and preach a message. That's the responsibility I want you to have. <laughs> I want you to feel such the weight of my glory that you don't know how you're going to even be able to speak anymore. <laughs> I want you to live so plastered on my presence that you don't even know <laughs> when you're driving how you're going to get to work. <laughs> like, you think I'm kidding, but I'm being serious. Because we live in a society right now where you will be bombarded with need, you will be bombarded by pressure, and the only way to live is in response to Him. Do you realize people would crowd Jesus so close with such need and guess what he said I'm only doing what my father's doing and I'm only doing what my father's saying you have to understand Jesus was not living from here he was living from here and the greatest need of his life was to live. He said, the disciples one time, they're like, <laughs> they're like the, Jesus starts talking about how, uh, starts talking about bread, and he's talking about living off the word of God, and the, the disciples are like, gosh, we didn't even bring any bread. And Jesus is like, no, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I actually, the substance of my life is to eat what my father says, that is the substance of my life. And if I don't have that bread, I'm nothing. But what I'm seeing so often in my own life is that I'm worried about everybody else who needs to be fed. And I feel the weight and the responsibility of that. And Jesus is saying, no, you're living in the wrong response. Like this is not, you got to hear me, this isn't a good message that we say, yay, this is a good Sunday message and we're going we're gonna, to you know, apply this for the next week. This is the only way to live the Christian life. Like I often think to myself, how, I even asked Jayla this question, I was like, gosh, 
I think about Bill Johnson and him traveling like all over the country. And I think about people like Heidi Baker who are constantly being pulled on. And I realize it's, they don't feel that pressure. They, they've found a place in God where that's the pressure they feel is, am I connected to Him? And I want to ask you, how are you being pulled? Are you being pulled to get into His presence? Are you being pulled by the need around you? Are you living in response to the brokenness around you? Or are you living in response to heaven? Because I promise you, I promise you the more and more you follow Jesus, the more and more you have to be dependent upon Him. And there's no other way to live. If you live any other way, you'll be burnt out. And honestly, that's how I've been feeling recently. I've been feeling pretty dang burnt out. Because it's like, and, and I'm not saying we live insensitive to the need around us, but, you know, there's kids who are committing suicide and all this crazy crap. And honestly, I'm like, God, I don't even know what to do. And, and I realize that's the place that he wants us. And he wants us to live in response to his face. And I remember an encounter that Heidi said. She said, I forget exactly how it goes. You guys might know. You guys would know better than I did. But basically, she kept having kids coming, more and more kids to come to feed. And she basically told God, she's like, I don't have enough food. And she had this encounter with Jesus, and he said, there is always enough. And so... I, I want to shift. I want to shift our perspective and the responsibilities that we carry. And I really want to live in response to his face. I don't really know how to do it. <laughs> but I know that, yeah, I know that he's calling us up higher. <laughs> he's not calling us to do greater things, he's just calling us to see him in a new way. He's not building our ministry. He's building us. Let's just close our eyes for a minute.
in Acts, the uh, Pentecost happened, and uh, <clears throat> as we know, the disciples they had a f- were filled with the Holy Spirit, and Peter's about to preach to a crowd that was pretty much all a part of killing Jesus. <laughs> and um, you could just imagine, like, <laughs> how are you supposed to address a whole crowd who just killed Jesus, and how are you supposed to how are you supposed to uh, get their mind off of what they just did? I mean, that's like the greatest, <laughs> that's the worst thing you could do to kill the Son of God, right? Could you f- imagine the weight and the guilt of that reality? And the disciples get up and, and Peter gets up and he says, you guys have killed the Holy Spirit. And they're like, cut to the heart. And... Uh, Peter has one response. He's like, repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I, feel, I feel like we're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit again. Like, we, we got to live. I, I know that so many of us in this room live with such great, such great... Um, authority and power and and love for other people which is amazing but I feel like God is calling us to see his face again and to be filled with his presence because I really feel we don't need to feel the pressure around us we need to feel the pressure of the one the holy living God the living flaming consuming fire that lives inside of us. We need to feel the weight of His glory that rests on us. We need to be thinking, how am I supposed to contain myself when I walk into this grocery store right now? I feel like all of heaven is going to explode within me. God, how... Like, Can I get one of you guys just to play? I want us to go into an encounter... And I just feel like there's, there's just such a grace in this room right now to, to see him in a new way. But <clears throat> I, want, I want you to close your eyes. And, and, and I just want you to think <laughs> right now, God is living inside of you. God is living inside of you. talk so much often about the weight and the glory of God and His presence, but that weight and that glory, all of heaven is inside of you right now. And what I'm asking you to do (laughs) is to behold the beauty of the one who lives inside of you, is to let go of every single other pressure, responsibility, and weight, and to fully embrace the one that lives inside of you, to think that this man, Jesus, gave his whole entire life, his blood was shed, his flesh was torn, so that God could live inside of you. The beauty of him inside of you is so amazing. He lives inside of you. He loves you. He loves you so much. (laughs) And He cares so much about you. 
And he said, I don't want to live in a box anymore. It's not close enough to the one that I love. It's not close enough to the one that I care for. <laughs> and I, I, I don't care about your job. I don't care about your work. I don't care about the people around you. I care about you. <laughs> I care so much about you. Ha <laughs> And I want one thing from you, one thing I ask, one thing I desire. It says in Psalms that I may dwell in your presence. Now think about God saying that to you. Think about the Father saying, Oh, there's one thing that I desire. There's one thing that I want to dwell inside of my people. Think about the weight and the glory of God dwelling inside of you. (laughs) There's no other pressure. There's no other responsibility. God lives inside of you. (laughs) And I want us to embrace that reality right now. time we're on your 
your time God, fill 
again your word to be just words anymore it's not just a word show us life again show us freedom again we don't want your words to be just words anymore give us the word Open our eyes again Breathe life again There's more, we know there's more There's more Here we are God all creation waiting to so fill again God we're here with you and creation in the back just waiting so fill again again time without you if it was only us we had the perfect church and no God it's useless just you God need you to fill us again we can have the perfect songs and they'll be useless again perfect voice perfect speech we don't want them anymore anymore we don't want them let us be timid but filled timid but filled with you No 
motives.
feel the, the peace and the rest of the Lord. <laughs> and uh, I just want to, if you need to go, you're more than welcome to. If you, you want prayer for anything specific, please uh, reach out to someone. If you would just want to stay and just kind of soak, feel free to do that. If you want to get up and just talk. Um, but uh, let's... Uh, feel super, super responsible Christians this week and live in response to his face. <laughs> I just feel the weight of his pressure just calling you in to your bedroom. <laughs> I feel the immense pressure of him saying, oh, I want to spend so much time with you <laughs> this week. I just feel that for us is that uh, you're going to feel so much pressure to spend time with God this week. <laughs> it's going to completely overwhelm you <laughs> in the most beautiful, amazing way. And just feel free to soak. Feel free to go. Feel free to do whatever you want to do. So bless you in Jesus' name.